but then I think the third element is is that there's not there aren't leader there's no there's no leadership or not a lot of leadership that's speaking out, and in doing so, there's confusion, and the lines are blurred on what Islam is, even to Muslims, just like they are for Christians, right? So you know which Christianity is the right way. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't do the math on that. Welcome to Crossing Faith, where Christian and Muslim talk religion and politics. We have a special episode today. I think we're going to do a few parts, maybe one or two, uh, maybe even three parts on Israel-Palestine. It's been uh, uh, a, t- a tough week, or we're not even through a week, uh, where we've been uh, hit with the news of the Hamas attack of Israel and the Israeli response. I'm here with Father John Anderson, who we've interviewed before. And and this is going to be, I think, a reverse. I think he'll be interviewing me on a Muslim perspective on the uh, current situation over in the Middle East. So welcome, Father John. Hey, good afternoon, afternoon, John. How are uh, you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Good. So... Uh, down, down where I am, we have a beautiful fall day. It's autumn. It's autumn in in New York. So it's the leaves aren't changed though. They haven't changed yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, we we had a question. We had a conversation about a few days ago, and uh, and so you know maybe you could just you're running the interview, so just give a little background, right. the impetus of this, and then what we're going to talk about today. I'll leave it to you. Okay. So you and I started uh, working five years ago, four years ago. Uh, we went to Erbil together, Kurdistan, and then just a few weeks ago, we were in uh, Budapest together. And one of our ongoing dialogues is, uh, there are many ways to say it, so I'll say the different ways, dignity the human person, human dignity. And in the Orthodox Church, we have a theological position that we call image and likeness, which is is everybody, every human being reflects something about the creator, and that's God's intention, and that we're called to grow by grace into what God is by nature. We don't become God, but God calls us in our growth towards him. And, And the political sphere the Declaration of Independence actually does a reasonable uh, explanation of dignity of the human person or human dignity as the basis of governance and that human beings have certain rights that are intrinsic to them. They're not a matter of law. They're beyond human concepts of law. So the state doesn't confer the rights on them. Rather, the state can only interfere with them in very specific and minimal circumstances. And you and I have been discussing this concept of human dignity or dignity of the human person. And as an outsider to Islam, I was curious, although I, when I say outsider, I've had contact with it in multiple countries, military theaters, uh, supervised actually, Muslim clergy when I was in chapel in the army. And so you and I had, had this, begun this dialogue on, on what is human dignity or dignity of the human person in Islam? 
So please go ahead. So I've written a little bit about this. I think, you know, we have this hefty event uh, that has happened. Um, do you want me to speak about it in the context? I'll go from general, maybe to specific uh, well, I, about Hamas's like actions, to, or do, would I, you like first, me to? First, I'd like you, uh, you know, Hamas's actions are atrocious by, I would hope, by any human standard uh, when you target civilians, when you target children, women, etc. And I don't want to get bogged down in that quite yet because what I think is very valuable that you offer is you help develop from a Islamic perspective, this concept of dignity human person, and it is noticeably absent uh, in a lot of international dialogues, but it seems particularly absent at times in uh, theological circles that develop a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a fanatical mindset or somebody will figure out later uh, who calls certain groups death cults. And so that's, well, that, that's know, my we, term. I use that a lot. Exactly. <laughs> and so well, I would like, cults, but doomsday, doomsday cults so. or doomsday cults. Yeah. And so I'd like you to develop that concept, you know, explain it. What is dignity, human person, human dignity, in Islam. Okay, so in, well, in a very I'll start, general way. Go I'll ahead. start with my disclaimer about the Hamas attack because I think it means it's important to just make this statement uh, that Hamas's attack on the is Israelis is they they, they would do it to any of us. They're a doomsday cult. They want to have a caliphate in. In in uh, establish a caliphate in uh, what is now Israel, and they they don't care about anybody but themselves, and so their attack is uh, like I I consider them on the other side of Islam. So they're they might claim it, but they're not Muslim. So they're just a doomsday cult. Uh, so they're they're you know not only condemn their attacks, but the organization and who they are. So. Uh, now that doesn't mean that we can't weigh into both Israel and, and the Palestine, Palestine, Palestinian uh, conflict and and get into the minutiae and maybe we'll save that for another time. But you're asking me a specific question about dignity. Yes. So it's interesting because I was listening to uh, a speech by uh, uh Bridget Gabriel, and uh, who was basically describing the beginnings of Islam and uh, how the Prophet, peace be upon him, was only had a few followers in the beginning and had to go to Medina. And then he went to Medina and, and indigenized himself with the Jewish community and then immediately started raising arms against uh, the different faith groups, including the Jewish community uh, in Medina, the beginnings of Islam. And someone came to me two days ago and sent it to me. I hadn't looked at it. And then I, I watched it under duress because they said, have you watched the, the thing I sent you? And I, I have some questions about Islam. And I go, oh, okay, I'll watch it. And I watched the speech. And, and I said, what's, what's, she, goes, she goes, why are you laughing? I go, well, I'm laughing because in the beginnings of Islam, there's a whole book called the uh, 
uh, treaties of of the prophet uh, by um, by Christian, and it's a, a book about two inches thick, and it talks about all the treaties that 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 the beginnings of Islam had with different faith communities, which 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 means what? Um, it means that when you start a faith, you need to be inclusive, and you you can't. The, the, there needs to be something appealing about it. Uh, there needs to be something that's that's universal, that's that that people can establish connectivity to. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people uh, believe that Islam sort of was just established itself out of the ether, and all of a sudden was warring around, marauding around, forcibly converting everybody to to Islam. But there had to be Muslims that actively. There had to be people that actively converted or and then wanted to participate in the faith. 97% of the Quran is how to live. And then you have jurisprudence on the Sunni side, and 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 you have um, um on the on the Shia side, you have what we like to call it the, the way that you want to live. Um and so and that's all bolstered by by the hadith sayings of the Prophet as well as as uh, the sooner the, the way in which the prophet lived but essentially if we were going to cut all this and not get too nerdy about stuff but you know so the principles of islam are, are peace unity and sanctity of life and it's all anchored in one surah the quran and it's uh five five thirty two and 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 is which essentially says, and I'm going to paraphrase because there's a, scholars out there who are much more could be much more eloquent than me. Is uh, it's a, you know whoever kills, unless uh, for a, a soul or, or or for for corruption of the land, it 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 is held that the individual not if they kill one person, they've killed all of mankind, and then there's a a, a second part of that that says if you're saving someone then you're saving all of mankind and the idea behind that surah in the quran is that it's one of the what we call maxims in islam that it's a declaration of the worth of every individual and and it's it's a it's a call for muslims to not only cherish, but to protect life in all its forms. And I know what's going to happen. People are going to talk about jihad and people are going to go down this road, but it, it goes even farther, right? Because there's a very, there's a, it, it, the Quran, like you said, is how to live. 97% is how to live. So there's a lot of specificity. So if you turn around and you say, okay, well, 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 what about jihad, right? Because we just had a global day of jihad on the 13th. I say we, I say, and, I, and I, I'm saying that to be funny. You can't just declare a global day of jihad. It doesn't work that way. Uh, and, and again, it's a, a doomsday cult declaring a day, a day of jihad is, is peculiar uh, at best. But the idea that there are rules of war warfare so when the prophet, peace be upon him, spoke, and this is one of the like hadiths that's confirmed, right? It's do not kill women or children or non-combatants. 
and do not kill old people or religious people, right? And, and, and with specificity mentioned, priests, nuns, rabbis, uh, particularly people of the book. Uh, and the idea is that non-combatants shouldn't be harmed. So here you have a clear situation where Hamas is going against the prophet. Okay. So... so so, so in, in this sense, it's it's so it's using civilian populations as shields. Wrong, right? This is there's no gray area there, right? They're 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 firing rockets into densely populated areas. Wrong, Shouldn't, you know. There's no there's no gray area on that. They're 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 knowingly placing people at risk. There's and they're standing in direct contradiction of these teachings. It's there's no. So then you, uh, as a Muslim, you have to turn around. Are you going to stand up with your chest out and say? I know, I know who we are and what we're about. Therefore, I can condemn Hamas's actions as, as being on the outside of Islam. So that's the core beginning of what, of, of dignity of the human person. Those two premises, right? Um, the next is protection of civilians, right? So you get into protection of civilians, especially in times of conflict, right? So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said said this. This is this is a this is a hadith. This is this is a confirmed uh, hadith that comes that uh, now I I don't want to get too deep into gender, but that basically says that 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 w women are he's, he's speaking specifically about a a, a raid uh, and a woman that was killed in the raid. Um, and the idea was is that women are not supposed to be part of the fighting, um, and 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 that any any speak specifically about how and why um we we should have a stance of no harm against civilians um he specifically talks about civilians specifically makes a, a statement about civilians should not be harmed and so you have this in direct conflict with somebody like hamas which is hiding weapons and infrastructure and jeopardizing innocent civilians and schools and then you have all this strange um um, um, uh, use of 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 the of this the, the Palestinian struggle again as a justification to do so, because in Islam you are allowed to defend yourself in, in if 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 you're being harmed, and so Hamas's justification is that this is all defensive action and reaction to the, 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 the oppression of the of the Palestinian people, but it's 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 a clear misuse of this. Um, and but then it goes into treatment of women. It goes into prohibition of attacks against children. So there's very specific elements here, and they're tied to not only teachings in the Quran, but then on top of that, they're tied into uh, hadiths made by the Prophet. So it, it, it's it's and it's very very clear. It all springs from Surah five thirty two, where where it talks about protection of life and and what what you would call I think as a as a Christian, the sanctity of life, right? The the idea that that there's value in every person, every human person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And not to go too far into Hamas at this point, but what was particularly disturbing to me as a person of faith is to see uh, a woman's body face down in the back of a truck men sitting on her there's a question of whether she's dead or alive and screaming god is great 
uh, and seemingly silence from Muslim religious leaders about that because from a Christian perspective, so again, I'm speaking outside of Islam, I don't know it, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, and that's why you and I are talking so I can get your perspective. But if a Christian tried to sit there and do this to a woman, a civilian woman, and say, glory to Jesus Christ, uh, the international Christian community would be outraged that their faith is portrayed this way. So that, uh, just to use that one specific image, uh, I felt that, found that concerning that here we are in 2023 and there aren't, isn't uh, leadership in Islam addressing and explaining whether this is acceptable behavior or not. Because I'll be the first to say, although I've had through you and others uh, decades of contact and uh, working with Muslims. Well, l l I think we there's a couple things to do. One is, you know, I don't represent Islam. Um, I, 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 I know that I've been involved for most of my career as an as an as well as part of my career as an advocate. You know, I used to when I was at the American Islamic Congress, I used to defend Islam in a very sort of, you know, uh, uh, Mehdi Hassan manner where. I don't think there were any cameras that I was, it was, it was two years before cell phones and so forth. So there right. might be some recordings out there of me. Um, now my stance is, it, it, you know, is I don't defend Islam at all. I, 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 I can speak to what Islam is uh, and, and I can speak my, certainly my opinion. I share your opinion though, in this case, where, where are the Muslim leaders that are speaking about um about uh, Hamas, the attacks on Hamas, and 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 providing some clarity. I think that there's an opportunity um, to to talk a little bit about jihad, and to talk a little bit about the struggles within Islam. And, and I'm I'm poking fun at that because jihad means struggles. So, yeah. Well, so, and, if, and, and if I may, to, to go back to this concept of dignity human person, this does not mean that the Palestinians have been treated well. Well, so, I'm not I'm not disclosing or I'm not disclosing my opinions, uh, I guess, well, on right. either about the, the, right. the Israelis or the Palestinians at this point. I mean, I can. Um, I have issues with how both sides interact with each other. Right. Um, um, my stance has always been. Everything that's needed to be said has been said, and someone needs to make a decision. Right, <laughs> and that was, right. and and that's because if you don't take that stance, all you can talk about is what's going on. Something happens every day with with the the Israel Israeli Palestinian conflict that you can talk about as being an injustice and and something that needs to happen. Um, uh, you're you're, you're the, long before this war, water and electric was cut off. Uh, and 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 food and so forth were cut off to the Palestinians. There's been uh, numerous. I mean, there's been taking of not only land but of homes. There's been isolation uh, tactics used. All kinds of strange stuff. I mean, just I, I can't I can't remember. I think it was Gate 300. 
go to gate 300 and and I, I've been there and and uh, to go into work uh, you have to sit start at five o'clock in the morning and go through two hours of checkpoints before you're able to have access to go into work um and these are just these this is you know you can google it these are common things you can google the plight of the Palestinian people these is not made up right um, in the same yeah. respect the Israelis have 20 percent of their population are Arab uh, you know, I've been to Israel. I, I I was there as a guest of 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 the Israeli popular Israeli Israeli government, and I and I interacted with them on a, on a number of things, some good, some bad. I I and and you know some with some specificity about that trip and what happened to me that was um, peculiar. Um, but uh, but I think that that when it comes to your question about leadership, there's a struggle uh, within the, the 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 Muslim community globally. And it's 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 a struggle between hardliners, um, um, political Islam. I, I would call it not even hardliners, political Islam, and and the actual religion of Islam. Um, political Islam is an anti-colonial movement that moves farther and farther away from the faith if it hasn't jettisoned itself from the faith already. Okay, um, and and so to to, to to unpack this without getting too complicated. Uh, is that you have uh, Hezbollah in the north, which is a Shia uh, doomsday cult that Iran pays uh, to to uh, to fight the Israelis, right? And mm -hmm. they they have about a hundred thousand dudes, and that's Shia, and the Iranians are Shia, uh, and they are fighting uh, against Israel in the north. You know, um, in the south you have Hamas, which is Sunni, and Sunni. They're, they're soon everybody talks about sectarian violence well these are sunnis who are still being paid by iran to fight the israelis in the south mm -hmm. so and so it's a peculiarity uh and that's because both are political islam both are anti-colonial movements uh and and in you when i say political islam i'm using like a small i it's 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 questionable whether they're islam they're, they're muslims if they violate the maxims of Islam, then they cease to be Muslim. This is not me. This is the Amman message. So in Amman, Jordan, 2004, 2005, all the scholars met and decided what was mainstream Islam, four schools in Sunni, four schools of Shia. And then they said, anybody who, 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 does, who disregards these maxims are on the other side of Islam. And they're talking specifically about Muslims. And one was the idea, the misinterpretation, not only of dignity of the human person, which we just talked about and discarding that, but the other was jihad. And I'm speaking about this right now. And I have this, this, this sort of little, that little, like it's, it's almost like I'm on, a, I'm on a roller coaster and something, and it's scaring my belly because we're going up and down. But when it comes to jihad, and I hope I'm answering your question. Yeah, but, please, go ahead. When it comes to jihad, it just means struggle. So this is a struggle right now. That's why my belly is all scared right now is because this is, it's, it's such a struggle to kind of unpack this because I, I, we're going to, we're going to get into, okay. It's a struggle against, or, or, or a struggle against the path of God, right. To, 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 to figure out how to be on the right path. Right. So I, I, I'm Muslim. I'm not sure how good of a Muslim I am. Uh, but I, I, I do know I've arbitrated over Islamic law. I know what's going on 
uh, enough to be maybe maybe dangerous. So um, within my own community. So the problem is there's a lot of traditions outside of of Islam with war. And those traditions outside of Islam uh, try to co-opt and indigenize the term jihad. The best example I can give is when the Russian Revolution happened, the, the, the glorious October Revolution in, 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 in Russia, in Imperial Russia, the the uh, Bolsheviks took Jack Reed's uh, speeches and they changed uh, the terminology into holy war instead of a, a global uh, socialist revolution. And they changed that for the Middle East. Uh, and 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 why did they do that? They did that because they knew that there would be connectivity because no Muslim is going to have a global socialist revolution. They don't know what that is. They don't care what that is. But a, a holy war, they know, and 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 they would already assume that certain precepts have are being met in order to declare a holy war. Mm-hmm. Now the term is being is thrown about and used so much, it, it it's 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 been sort of bastardized. But let's let's walk through it a little bit. Jihad means struggle, right? So yep. the idea, and and it means it doesn't mean exclusively violent struggles. The term is very broad. Right. So this is a jihad right now. This is a struggle right now that I have speaking to you. And so I'm trying to pull all this out of my head, right? So I'm, I'm not going to get into the, 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 the idea is that Muslims should be standing tall with their chest out and they know this and they should be speaking about this. But political Islam isn't going to do that. Okay, so we'll get back to the political Islam question in a minute. So so you got jihad against oneself, right? That's the biggest one, right? So, so it's internal struggle of whether or not you're following uh, Allah's path. That's 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 it's a really easy one, right? And so there's greater jihad, right? And so the idea that it's that, that it's that, that it speaks to the idea of desires and inclinations and 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 all these elements that you that 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 you know temptation i think you would call it in the christian sense right and then or bad thoughts or the, the you mm-hmm. know acting on bad thoughts that's 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 the jihad against oneself right that's, that's jihad on us then there's jihad uh, al-shaitan so that's the the shaitan is the devil and that's the struggles against the devil it refers to struggle of temptations and like the idea when something's whispering in your head right evil inclinations one is the first one, like Al-Nafs is, is personal, is like discipline and uh, not procrastinating and, and um, tr- you know, self-control, that sort of thing. The second one, the Jihad al-Shaitan uh, is like when, when you get the you know, desire to do something really evil, right? Um, and, and, and you need to stand firm with your faith. Jihad al-Kafar, this, this is the the one that everybody knows about that is the the, the the kafirs are 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 unbelievers and this is the the most associated with the muslim community mm-hmm. it's defensive only so it's only when you're under siege it's only when you have an external threat it's not a blanket statement of war like what like what was done 3 days ago by hamas that said it's a global day of jihad no one knows what, that that is a clear break from what we would call the maxims of islam the maxim it's a clear break to do that 
and I, I'm standing here with my eyes closed and my fists in, my, in the air. It, it, it's so against Islamic doctrine, yet it's common now because we've had both, obviously, sides of the West depict jihad a certain way, and then we've all the media and so forth, and then we have uh, uh, now these doomsday cults and political Islam doing their thing and, and, and claiming uh, uh, ownership of jihad. But you, but you also have, you know, the jihad of hypocrisies um, and, and jihad of corruption and mischief. So it's hypocrisies is really kind of funny. I, I, I you know, it, it's it's the idea that anybody who is um, uh, seen as a sort of a threat to Islam because they're, I don't know what the word would be. Um, um, insincere about their allegiance sort of like sort of like lying to be a friend of islam right and they're not really a friend of islam but they're manipulating uh the situation and claiming to be a friend when they're really not they're working from within and you get a lot of people that do that I, I think a good example would be you know a christian who pretends to be muslim and then talks bad about islam um, but 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 saying it as if they're a Muslim that happens right um, so it, it'd be like a false ally and then calling that out there's also uh, jihad against corruption and then uh, then there's there, there's this whole thing about finance and then there's another one um, that talks about uh, um, knowledge and education so that you could sell the reason we I kind of walked through this and kind of got general towards the end is that there's so much specificity in Islam and we all know it. And it just seems very strange when, when you don't, there's no call, there's no leadership behind this. And this is universal. But then we get to my second point where I talked about, and I mentioned at the beginning, the leadership and this, this idea of the struggle within the community, the global community of Muslim community, the Ummah, you have political Muslims, political Islam, and you've got these doomsday cults, and they get all the headlines. That doesn't mean that leadership can't stand up, but when it comes to Hamas, Hamas is Sunni, although some part of their funding comes from the Iranians because of disruptive operations. Their parent company is the Muslim Brotherhood. And that's political Islam, the anti-colonial movement. Mm -hmm. A lot of people ask why, why the Palestinians can't go south into Egypt. Well, they can't go south into Egypt because the Egyptians had a revolution after the, the Arab Spring. The Muslim Brotherhood took over. And 10 years ago, they got rid of them. And so they don't want any the Muslim Brotherhood, meaning Hamas, coming south. And the Muslim Brotherhood is like a core entity and they don't pull triggers. They're like a political entity. And they have, they want triggers to be pulled. They call Hamas, they call ISIS, they call Al-Qaeda, they call all the people to pull triggers. And and so that political movement, political Islam exists and it is pervasive, it is global, and it's everywhere. So if I may interrupt you here, so if we look at, you and I are from a background where we work in the sphere of faith uh, or freedom of religion, belief, conscience, FORB, or international religious freedom as it's typically known in the United States, Earth. And here's an opportunity, again, an outsider, 
for religious leadership in the Muslim world to sit there and denounce behaviors that aren't in accord with the Amman Declaration. And when I say that, they can also denounce non-Muslims with it because from what you're describing, it would seem that the Amman Declaration actually has significant overlap with the United Nations Declaration on Human Rights. And therefore, there would be a specific, and it would seem, based on the slaughter of children and civilians, necessary opportunity to speak to people in the Middle East, predominantly Muslim community, and say, this is who we are and this is who we are not, and not just be political about it. I, I think that, so I can't speak, again, for the Muslim community. All I can say is, right. is that you're right. <laughs> the Amman message was profound. Why was it profound? The Ummah met, all these scholars agreed, and then they all sent out uniform fatwas. That's the that's the beauty and the amazing moment uh, of the Amman message. So here's the beauty of it. I don't have to. I can go anywhere. I can go talk to Usmani's guys. I can talk to uh, Ben Baya's guys. I can talk to Sistani's guys. I can talk to you know, Shia, Sunni alike, and I can go all across the, the Ummah and I can call on those fatwas that were sent out by their own guy because it's a very diff diffuse, diffusive community, right? So, yet, the leadership has an issue with, and I say leadership with, because we don't, there's nobody that, that speaks for Islam. That's the other problem. It's right. just like you can't get one Christian that represent all of all of uh, Christianity. Even if you've got a Catholic priest, he wouldn't represent all of Catholicism right. because there's different spectrums there. So the problem is, is that there is no one voice in, in Islam. That being said, there certainly isn't enough voices speaking out against this because a lot of people have problems with the way in which the Palestinians are treated, which I do too. But I, it, it, the, the, there's you, there's, there's a, a clear line as I just demonstrated right here in very simple straight line terms how Hamas's actions are against this song. Um, and 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 like I said, I I went through the jihad and the shaitan in the in the kafir and I mean I mentioned I and I got into you know uh, you know facade and the, some, a few of the other ones, but um, I didn't get into too deep in too deep into some of the the the, the terms that don't ex, don't apply. But the leadership isn't there's 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 a leadership isn't going to there should be leaders that step up um, that don't have to look like they're pandering for some reason you know like 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 this Bridget Gabriel to to uh, specific constituencies um, you know and and but I but I don't. I, there, there's sort of three reasons why, at least from my perspective. And one of the reasons is why you you didn't want to do this. You said you were worried about my safety. Right. And years ago, I started um, being an advocate for a alternative voice for Islam. 
And that was when I started working at the American Islamic Congress. Why, why was it a profound moment in time? It was a profound moment in time because there was no alternate voice in Islam. All of the NGOs that were in uh, Washington, D.C. had a 50-year head start, and they were all founded by the Muslim Brotherhood. And so, and they had a 50-year head start and are well-funded. Now, we just said that it's political Islam. So we just got we just went down that road, and and said okay, uh, it was you know Hamas and Hezbollah, but but the core of 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 those that pull triggers, the ones that we know about, Al Qaeda and ISIS and 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 Hamas are are run by by an entity or or their parent company is is uh, is the Muslim Brotherhood, and they're dangerous. They're not. They're, they're very dangerous people uh, because they have access to people who are um, who can actually do some terrible things. Um, when I was at the American Islamic Congress, we provided that alternate voice and 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 went head to head with with uh, the I would I would say the, the the North American equivalent, which would be ISNA, the Islamic Society of North America. And then you would have. Uh, um, ICNA, which was the Islamic Circle of North America, and that was that was the more extreme group. Uh, and so they would have. So ISNA had MSAs, Muslim Student Associations. The Muslim Student Associations were the Muslim Brotherhood College program that was all over the country. We had an alternate program called Project Noor. Uh, which is Nur means light. And that was an alternate program for all Muslims to contribute and, and participate multi-faith activities, as well as to talk about uh, um, understanding, not just a, not political, not being a part of political Islam, being part of Islam. And so the, the problem is, or the challenge is, is that safety is an issue. When you're right. dealing with entities that are a parent company that's political Islam that has people that pull triggers, and 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 so you, safety is an issue. Um, but nothing I'm saying is profound. This is stuff now that we are living in a, a much more diverse now. Is American Islamic Congress is just one of many entities. There's Muslims for Progressive Values. There's so many different Muslim groups now that are out there. Um, that and and it's a long long list. Uh, you know, there's Muslim advocates, there's, there's, there's Muslim Public Affairs Council. There's so there's, there's just so many now. Um, Muslim Alliance North America, you know, social policy, Muslim advocates. So there's just so many organizations out there now. It's much more diverse playing field. But there was a time when there was just a few handful in this country, and and there was very few globally civil society organizations that weren't tied to the Muslim Brotherhood. And some of those have jettisoned off from the Muslim Brotherhood and changed and become something different and aren't part of the Muslim Brotherhood's narrative anymore, but it's hard to maintain that break um, or demonstrate that break. So safety would be one of them, I think, because you have family and country, you don't want to, you're worried about this and you're worried about this, their safety, but you're worried about yourself. Um, so that's one. Two is uh, uh, would be um, character assassination. Um those that have uh, they have a fifty uh, the fifty year head start on 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 engagement with governments and they are generally the go to entity, you know r you know wrongly so, 
and they 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 basically tell who are the good and who are the bad Muslims. Um, I'll give you a good example. Uh, the people who developed the FBI training materials for terrorism back in the early 2000s were the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, so they were they were it was like, you know it was Isna and, and the Ikna guys and and um and they worked very closely with the FBI. When I got to revamp that stuff in 2009, I was shocked to see that, now these are Sunnis, right? To see writing there that said, uh, if there is any mention of Ali, then they, they're a terrorist. What does that mean? That means, so I think we I, I talked a little bit about this in, in previous episodes. So, the major split between Sunni and Shia is uh, the Sunnis follow the best friend uh, Abu Bakr, uh, and uh, and the, the Shia follow the family line, and Ali uh, is was the cousin of the Prophet peace be upon him. So if, if there's going to be Ali, is going to be in whatever holy book, whatever. Uh, prayer, whatever Tawi's like talisman, it'll be written there. And if you see that symbol, uh, they, the FBI was told they're a terrorist and you should hold them for questioning. And so that was part of the training materials for the FBI. And that was developed by affiliates of the Muslim Brotherhood in the United States. So, so you have a character assassination, right? You have people that will say, this is, oh, that person, oh, they're, you know, they're aligned with uh, Iran, the enemy because they're Shia, right? Or they'll be they'll go into uh, there'll be some kind of of uh, um, 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 network that will come to come to bear against an individual. Guys, call them, right? So you're you know you want to you want to increase your population, you want to increase your crew. So it, it's difficult for an individual not to go along and not to not to become part of the group think because they're on their heels. And why am I talking to you about this is because there's Muslims should be, they should know who they are and what they're about by, 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 by reciting what they already know. We talked, talked about the Sir in the Quran. We talked about Jihad. We talked about some of this stuff and they should be, they should be speaking very, very clearly about this and then taking their stance based on their faith, not on politics, not on what someone says, not even what I say, but be a good jurist and 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 judiciously look at what you already know and say you know i can't be behind hamas i can't you know re regardless of the rumors out there of what's fake news new news this news that news you can't be using civilians period you can't be uh, uh, harming civilians period you can't we're bound by laws that are higher than the laws of of society and so in doing so you with when Hamas went out started on this road, and that, which was you know when when Hamas I would say after after this the, was the second infidata in, 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 I can't say it now infada which is uh um which was eighty seven they started using civilians as shields they started attacking civilians they started doing all these things and so in doing so they ceased to be Muslim they 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 may claim it. But it's up to us as a community to say they are not, and they not only they not represent us, they they've ceased to be Muslim. But that's a controversial stance. Yeah, I can imagine that would be.
the but, uh, but it's ahead. very clear. It's very clear. Um, what 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 is and isn't is son. So we've covered dignity, human person, and we've covered uh, applications to what is going on immediately right now in terms of the atrocities committed by Hamas. The question then becomes is what is the next step going forward? Uh, you've lived in the DC area. I'm uh, here now. And at times it seems uh, more often there's talk than action. So what is the action going forward here? Well, you know, I spend this last few days on what you guys would call, on what you call pastoral care, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had a, a number of my Jewish Jewish friends and I had a number of my Muslim friends who were really worried about what's happened and worried about their safety. And I spent time making sure that I was making myself available and intervening uh, with as a listening board and providing input on some stuff on just safety issues, but on top of that, what's going on. I think the problem is, is that both sides like to cite the past. We did this, we offered land, they didn't take it. You know, the, the, there's a lot, of, a lot of that going on. There's a lot of the justifications. You know, I, I get nervous on justifications. You could, you don't have to have the pretense with this real say that they, you know, that they've been there for three, you know, 3,000 years ago. Because if you use that argument, then you got to give the land to the Canaanites, right? Um, right. So, you know, I, I, I like to, I like clear lines. It's like, well, you want to know as a colonial possession by the British, right or wrong, they gave it to somebody else. Then this is what happened. And now it proceeded. But I believe that there needs to be, I, 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 I think you need to take, you need to take a whole, a group of people that haven't been involved in peace talks one of the th one of the things I, I i that was shocked with at when i was in israel was all these people that were israeli they were what do they call themselves israeli palestinian peace negotiators and i just, how do you still have a job so, you know, right. I, was like, yeah. I was like i don't understand you know how you have a whole career with this um you need to you need to make an it needs to be an, it, to a certain degree an arbitrary decision the israelis aren't go, aren't they're not serious about israelis are not serious about a two a, 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 a solution and the palestinians are are completely unreasonable with what they think they should have okay so it's all or nothing and when it's a zero sum game nobody's somebody has to win and somebody has to lose and right now we're on the, the threshold of the Palestinians losing everything, unless there is some kind of large global outcry um, because of what the U.S. is is amassing in support of Israel. Um, you know, I was, I, 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 you know, you, and you have all these people that are way too close to the issues making decisions, right? Um, so, so to, I went backwards to go forward. So here's the here's here's the so what and so what and what now. There, someone needs to come up with. You need to forget about the past. You need to forget about what was offered in the past and what was said about the, in the past. And and uh, because it was 
the leadership has changed multiple times. The the all the all the factors have changed multiple times. All the 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 facts of the, the those days are gone, and now you have two populations that that want to live in the same area, and so I I'm very very I think you just you need to declare Jerusalem a, a, an international city, and and the and the security needs to be run by the UN, and you need to cut an arbitrary line just in the, within the country. A third you can give a third of it or half of it or whatever that arbitrary amount is to the Palestinians, and you need to put a DMZ up and just be done with it. <laughs> um, but. That's a that's a personal opinion, and that's probably way way out controversial. But and then say this is the solution. Nobody's going to win, but no, but everybody's going to lose a little bit, and everybody's going to win a little bit. And uh, but this is the solution going forward because clearly what's going on right now is unacceptable. Uh, but it would take I think the Ummah, the global Muslim community, to get involved, not because it's a Muslim issue, but because. Of, of all the list of the list of jihads that I mentioned earlier, it's 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 an obligation for us to stand for justice of all parties, um, and and regardless of the faith, and in under the auspices of dignity of the human person, which is a core tenet of Islam, for us to initiate and arbitrate on this. I don't know how it would be received by the Israelis, but I think there's plenty of groups that would jump on board. But the fact of the matter is, is that you have to have will on both sides to want a solution. And I'm not sure that Israelis are serious about a solution. And I'm, and I'm not sure that the Palestinians are serious about not being unreasonable about what should happen in the Middle East or what should happen with Israel. But I do think that there needs to be a whole new group that comes together. That's one. Two is I think that there needs to be an innovative new approach. And that proposal needs to be decided upon by consensus, by a whole new group of people. You need to fire all the Israeli-Palestinian peace negotiators that currently exist. And any plan that was developed in the past should be thrown away. And it should be, this is the path forward for peace under the auspices of dignity of the human person. And the Jewish community as well as the Muslim community share the same belief in dignity of the human person. So from a faith background, we can come together to discuss a path forward, but it needs to be innovative reason and it needs to be radically unreasonable to both sides so that it can, it both can feel that they're winning something, even though they're losing something. I don't know if that makes any sense or that's coherent. No, it, it makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. The, uh, I'll say something from my personal experience. Some uh, years ago, because I was in the U.S. military for over 20 years, I was asked by a junior soldier what the purpose of NATO was. And I said what the purpose of NATO was, was to keep the Western Europeans from killing each other. Because contrary to some of the stated objectives of NATO, that's what NATO had been good at. And it had gotten countries who historically over hundreds of years had continuously fought over borders, populations, you name it. It had gotten them to the point that they were actually cooperating 
becoming interoperable and gave them a platform to move forward into something like the European community. So going to your idea of a demilitarized zone or something of that nature and seeing how uh, Western Europe was formed out of the wreckage of a second world war into what it is today, hardly, you know, uh, perfect by any stretch of imagination, but maintaining a substantive peace for the for decades for the first time in its history with nations. There are there's an argument for creating something substantial that sits there and provides, albeit if necessary, a forced peace on all of the people in the region, in that immediate region, and gives them a way forward where they have nothing to do but cooperate. So that's just my two cents on the topic, but I agree. No, I, that I agree with you. I, I think that there needs to be something radically radical that's done. I think that's there needs to be something that's that's innovative. Look, may, or maybe something will happen like North and South Korea, but it's still better than the Korean War. Right. So, you know, yeah. enough's enough. You know, and, and here's the thing. You know, th this whole idea that the Palestinians are going to get every piece of land back because they give everybody a key. And then they say, you're going to have the keys back to your house or the whatever you know, the fact that that's unreasonable, the fact that the Israelis are, you know, have said, well, we tried so much in the past and this is just the way it is. That's not appropriate either. So right. there needs to be. Um, and so now we're just going to, in defensive measures, maintain what our behavior and our actions against the, the Palestinians, um, you know, taking Hamas out, the, 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 the Palestinians have a rough go at it. And this, and I'm, and I know I'm going to get heat for saying that, but is it an apartheid state? I, I, I you know, if 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 you had a, if you had at our airports, um, uh, something specific to to a population that said, you know, everybody goes over here, and if you are, you got to go through this gate. I, I, I think that's an apartheid state. I, I think it is. Um, that would be wrong, and so, and that's how it is. Uh, so there needs to be some some difference. But meanwhile, you have Arab Israelis that are flourishing within Israel. Um, so their system is 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 equitable within within Israel. Um, it, the problem is this Palestinian question and the self-governance question. And everyone has a problem with it. Like if you look at the history, Jordan was established to be a Palestinian state. And, and they didn't want to have anything to do with the Palestinians, you know. So, um, the, the you know after the after the the uh, the Seven Days War and and all the peace that came out of the the, the, the Egyptians don't want to have anything to do with it. They're they they do not have soft borders uh, anymore uh, with with Palestine uh, with with the Gaza at least. So 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 the problem is is like th there needs to be a radical and radically new solution. Now it might be moving of some 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 settlements. It might be this. It might be that. And that's been done before. The, the, the Israelis moved the settlements out of Gaza they, in the, in, the, in eighty two. The 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 eighty two eighty three. I think it was. There was a, a, a the moving of settlements in 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 Israel. So there's there can be radical a radical solution that that could, where both sides can can win and lose. But that, that can establish a new era of sustainability. That's what the Abrahamic Accords were for, and the Abrahamic right. Accords were for profound. 
And I was involved in that with the, with the Trump administration, as well as as the you know the most most awarded multi faith uh, uh, documentary ever, which is about a flourishing Jewish community in the UAE. It's called Amen Amen Amen. You know, a story for our times. And 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 here we have a flourishing Jewish community in the Muslim country providing a Torah for special purpose to the to the to, to Sheikh Zayed. So it's amazing. The amazing things can happen if you think radically. And you you know you and I are at the forefront of that. We're practitioners in, in the multi faith space who get on a plane and go, uh, who put themselves in harm's way. Uh, and and we're always trying to act. It took me three years to do my my impact statement for the my NGO and uh and and that's because we're always moving and shaking and and trying to get out there rather than to 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 just be out there speaking on and and providing rhetoric and 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 re- repeating the narrative and and slogans so i i think that there's there there needs to be much more going on when it comes to uh having a a hard think about what 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 does it what not a two-state solution i think that's a strange thing what does the solution look like what does the answer look like what does the um, peace look like in the middle east and how hard is it going to be to do that so here's the thing do you institute a marshall plan and you say this is what we're going to do uh well, and and then institute the marshall plan and guess what the u.s military is building bases there <laughs> sounds well, good to me yeah, if I may, the thing that most people forget is actually if World War II had ended with a different model other than the Marshall Plan and moving towards NATO, and sadly, NATO uh, wasn't expanded the way it should have been when it was created because Germany had been the bad guys for two world wars. And now they're a leading economy in Europe. They haven't for decades. They're a leading nation. And they're a member of NATO. They're a member of an alliance that helps ensure peace. And we need to use the imagination that they used to end World War II and to move the world forward, at least the Western European world, towards peace. And that is, is instead of looking across the aisle or the trench or the battlefield or the ruins of a war and seeing something that is only an enemy, seeing the possibility that the people we have been opposed to, maybe violently at the loss of our lives and theirs, that there is somebody that we can work with in the future. And if that model can be used in the Middle East or in Ukraine and the conflict there or other parts of the world, that is... I believe not necessarily the radical uh, vision you're talking about, but it's an, a radical way to approach it that turned out to be very successful for Western Europe. And there was plenty of diversity there. There was plenty of hundreds of years of animosity and hatred, you name it, plenty of it to go around. So in that regard, maybe ethnically specific or historically specific to Europe, but all those negative factors about human society, they were all there. And they were able to develop and rebuild because there was a vision that was completely new 
to how humanity ended conflicts. So go ahead. Well, well I, I, I think that there's, there's a, there's a, there's a lens that I always think about in the, they think about the Nazi governments that survived or the, the entities that were started by the Nazis that survived world war two. And one of the parties was the Ba'athist party, right. In, in, in Iraq mm -hmm. that was started by the, by the Nazis. Um, I mean, of course, you had you had, you had Spain. You had the um, I can't Franco Spain that survived World War II. Um, you had the the uh, Milosevic government in uh, Serbia, which led to the Bosnian Wars. Lots of ethnic cleansing there that survived World War II. Uh, and then you have you had you have you, the lot of Ukrainian Nazis, which were dealing with some of that um, in in not just the Azov Battalion, but we're dealing with some of that in the Ukraine, which is. The just the Russian justification for for the special operation there, and I'm, like I said, I'm not making judgments on, not making a political statement yet, but then you have yeah. the the Israeli population that knows that it, they have a PhD in Nazism, and are and the and we're and and, you, and you, are the most you profound. Need, you need to explain that. And, well, they have profound victimhood. They know exactly what the Nazis were capable of and what they would have done if they were allowed to succeed. Okay. Right. Um, and that's what that means, right? So right. but but guess what? <laughs> the, the Palestinian Palestinian government, right, was 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 part of or was 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 helped helped the formation was helped by the Nazis. So the problem is is that I can understand how the, the, one of the most profound terror, you know, the, the, not a, the, the genocide, the Holocaust was part of and the history of the Jewish people are part of the calculus in maintaining not only a defensive stance, but an offensive stance in from a, from a national security standpoint. I understand it. And when it comes to the Palestinians, there needs to be some sense that there's going to be an idea of respect under the auspices of dignity of the human person. You can't want to kill every Jew right. in the Middle East. Like that's that's completely in alignment with Nazi doctrine, right? Nazi right. thinking. So the problem is, is like you're, I mean, what a trigger point, you know, if we're going to use you know, the parlance of our times, you know, what a trigger point. And so that 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 and, and it's it's you know you, it's well documented that you know the the Palestinian Palestinian um, um, leadership met with non, the Nazis. So there's 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 a tremendous and I know this was before the formation of the state, but the idea of that that ideology and that those thought processes of 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 you know the, 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 these words that of extermination and. And 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 dehumanizing are part of the ethos of of entities like Hamas, which is why they come to be. Even if you say I'm not gonna, I'm not Hamas, you're gonna let them proceed down this road of uh, genocidal road because they're they're like I said, a doomsday cult. I mean, if they established the caliphate there, I wouldn't be welcome. Right as a, as well, a Shia, they would and, be hammering me. Yeah, and they attacked uh, Bedouins who are Muslims, so. The and the Muslim, excuse me, the Bedouins are certainly not in power, so there is no reason for it. But if I may go back to something, the success of NATO 
uh, or rather the proof that the Nazis didn't succeed in Europe isn't the casualties they inflicted, which were millions, but it's the proof that there are Jewish communities that survived and that have grown and begin to flourish. And that in the remnants of the evil that was the Nazi party and of all the people who were guilty bystanders, if they weren't active Nazis themselves, proves that radical solutions like that, befriending and creating an ally out of a former opponent, can bring good fruit, if you will, to everybody. Well, you, you said it, you know, silence, the silence is deafening. I hear this all the time when it comes to stuff like this. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more than, 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 than willing to sit, to say, I'm, you know, to state my stance on, on, on a, on a, a political event or, or a global event and so forth. You, you were right to, 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 to that the threats are real. I mean, the people that are much more important than me that are in, that are, that are in our government that have that are not only affiliated with the Muslim, with the Muslim brother that are there um that that are known um, um are are part of our government now and so uh it, it it's it's treacherous um but um, it does it, we are we're obligated as Muslims to stand for justice and I would always say when I was doing work overseas I'd say is Islam is the highest highest form of justice. So, uh, and of course, it's, it might be a matter of opinion, but I do believe it. And and then I would proceed along the same lines that we just spoke about uh, when yeah. it comes to how Hamas is on the other side of Islam. And so I th- I think it, factually, theologically, uh, we're we're and we're not only obligated to reassert th- that our our the dignity of the human person. Uh, it, we're also res- responsible to act on it, uh, uh, on that, and protect and stand between those who are oppressed and those who are the oppressors. And in this case, maybe there aren't any white hats right now. Maybe Hamas are, are bad guys, and maybe uh, the the defensive stance of the Israelis are is oppressive too. Uh, towards the towards the towards the Palestinians, and but it's our job to stand between them, uh, and and to and to call both out. All right, stop. You need to provide water and electricity and so forth. Hey, you you, you shouldn't be you you, you the, the, these these the things that are going on with you with Hamas are not are not Islamic at all. Um, it's not our job to arbitrate over what is Israeli or what is uh um um. um what is a, a, a Jewishness? That's not our job. Our job is to to govern our own uh, and govern our own population. The Ummah. Our job is to intervene and to be and to act as a community. And when our community is when someone's claiming to be part of the community and they're not, then we need to even act. We're obligated to act even farther. Um, yeah. And the, the Islam is on our Islam is on our, on our side. The, the Quran is on our side. These are on our side. The Sunnah is on our side. Uh, so, so that's that's the purpose, and that's why I, you know, thought felt compelled for us to chat and for us to to, uh, to have the interview. I appreciate that. I'll say one last thing. 
one of the issues about being an oppressor is it dehumanizes you too. So in the case, for instance, of rehabilitating Germany, what they were able to do to the population led by the Nazis is they were able to help rehumanize them. Because although they may have been guilty bystanders or active participants, Nazis themselves, they were given a future where they didn't have to be part of the problem. And I think that is what is sorely lacking in a lot of international diplomacy. It's us and them and us and them, and there's never a path forward to we. So... Well, but I appreciate I, the time. I appreciate you. My you, pleasure you know. as always. And God bless you. And I'll look forward to uh, more of these and more trips in the future. Yeah, no, I appreciate you too as well. And and uh, thank you for taking the time, Bob. Hey, God bless. Take care.